Welcome into the Michael Wall Show. Listen, I am excited for today's show. We're going to talk about an idea and a concept and really a new brand that's evolved from a brand that you may already know, the player brand. I got Wayne Player in studio. And uh, before we jump in, listen, as you're listening to this, be ready to be encouraged because I believe that even though we're going to talk about a great story that they're coming out with and really growing with, this is going to encourage you to reach deep in and say, wait a minute, what do I have to bring out? What opportunities is maybe God calling me to do? Excited for you today on The Michael Wall Show. Well, here we go. So we got Wayne joining us live in studio. Wayne, thanks for joining. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. I know your dad was going to join us, Gary, but he's out on a scuba dive trip. <laughs> <laughs> My dad hates the, hates the ocean. Trust me. He doesn't even get... He, he gets sick on, his, on a lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, is not, that is not true. He's actually in Philadelphia right now. This is true. So we, we couldn't get him down here but another time. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about... You have a new brand that you guys have rolled out. Obviously, Gary, your dad, a lot of people know, a lot of people we even know you in the process of just life, right? Golf kind of legend in a lot of ways, Gary was, and you've kind of followed in in some capacities. But you got this new brand, yes, right? And the player brand rolling out this new product. And I'm excited about it, not just to talk about the product, but to talk about um, really the evolution of it and kind of where it came from. So Wayne, do us a favor. Tell us a little bit about this you know, the player brand, where this came from, the Biltong, where did this all come from? Well, let me first start by saying that my dad has his own sort of business 10 commandments of life. And one of it, mm. one of them is not, nothing will ever replace quality mm. and change is the price of survival. That's uh -huh. another one. Uh -huh. Those two. Uh -huh. So we knew when, when, the, when the pandemic hit us and we had this thing where we all locked away that we had to be prepared to make some changes. And I was in events. What do, I mean, what do you do? Nobody was traveling. Yeah. And I've always wanted to get in this business. You know, Mike, we had a South African couple that lived up in North Carolina. They were a real South African Dutch couple. And they started a South African style jerky called Biltong, uh -huh. which is what our product is. And I always ordered from them directly because it was word of mouth and they made the most fantastic products. So I never ever did eat jerky. We'd ordered for the family and we keep it in the fridge. And it's just a unique product that, you know, was founded in South Africa, hmm. now being made here in the USA. And, you know, midway through COVID, you know, I was, I, I didn't know what I was gonna do. And then it hit me hmm. and it was, I'll tell you now, it was the Lord that gave me this. And every hmm. morning when I wake up, we've hmm. been in business for about a year. Mm -hmm. I thank God hmm. that he gave me this hmm. because it, it, it really hit, it just resonated with me so well. And we were fortunate enough to meet a great guy, a South African who had immigrated over here, and he makes the product mm -hmm. up in the Carolinas. And he just makes such a great product. Mm. So the biltong mm -hmm. is a South African style jerky. Because a lot of people haven't heard of that. You know, even right. me they personally, it's it like, you know, you say biltong. I'm like, what is that? Like a cow's tongue? Or what? You know, a, a, a bull's it's, tongue. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just the South African term for mm. jerky in South mm -hmm. Africa. It's called jerky here. Okay. We don't have jerky in South Africa. Mm -hmm. We only have biltong. Mm. And there's a huge difference because the biltong is a temperature-controlled room that's air-dried. Mm. And they only use a handful of ingredients, exactly like they make it back in 1652, mm -hmm. when the Dutch landed in South Africa, in Cape Town, South Africa, Jan van Riebeck. That's what they did. They had weapons, they killed antelope, mm -hmm. and they had to preserve the beef. And so that's what they did. They, they, grapes grew wild in the Cape. Mm -hmm. They made vinegar. They had sea salt. They had wild coriander, wild pepper, wild rosemary. All those natural ingredients were massaged into the beef, and then they hung the beef because Cape Town is the windy city. Wow, yeah. The wind blows all the time there. 
and they hung it in, in, in a cool area in, in shade yep. for about a week to 10 days. And then they thinly sliced it, and that is what you call biltong. It has zero sugar. Yeah. There's twice the amount of um, protein that, that wow. the jerky does. And it, it has no glycemic effect on so, you. So listen, as you're listening to this, I want, I want you to be thinking about one thing uh, that he's talking about. Two things that I picked up there, Rain, that I just want to kind of press pause and right. reiterate, right? One is sometimes when change comes into your life, that doesn't mean it's the end of the world. That means maybe there's something new coming, right? So you want to be aware of what that looks like. When you were in events, you were doing your thing, and you right. were traveling all over the place and right. having a great time, and, you know... Um, things were going great, but then all of a sudden the pandemic hits and you're like, ah, what the heck is going on? Precisely. But you took time, you stepped back, you got quiet. Yes. And all of a sudden we got this new idea. The other thing that I want to share with you that he's talking about with this biltong, it's interesting when he's talking about the evolution and really the creation of how these were, this was created years and years and years ago, back in the 1600s. Right. It was all done naturally. Totally natural. And I think what's happened today, you know, Wayne, is people are in a place where they've gotten so bombarded with marketing. Correct. From TV and Instagram, you know, all these other outlets where they're saying, hey, go eat this, go eat this, go eat this, go eat this. Right. And then they're just trying to satisfy their health needs maybe with medication. Exactly. Right? Instead of saying, wait a Take minute, a time pill. out. Let, yeah, let me think about what I'm actually putting in my body right. and the benefits of it. How important is that when, when you guys looked at creating this? Well, it's huge because I've been a type 1 diabetic. For 30 mm-hmm. years, Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, I had uh, hepatitis B and basically shut my uh, pancreas down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this happens all the time. So, uh, you know, I, ca- I can eat very few carbs. And we have a huge problem in this country. We have over 50 million people with diabetes. Wow. And they really are not looking after themselves. You know, they keep taking more and more insulin. And that's not the way. Why, you do, you think, why do you think they're not looking after themselves? What do you, if, in well, your, it's uh, because good food is expensive. Okay. You know, organics are, is mm-hmm. expensive. Grass-fed mm-hmm. beef is expensive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very expensive. So fast food right. is what the majority of the United States are, are living on mm-hmm. in the world, really. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, and if you eat the average hamburger, it has white flour. Mm-hmm. They have an order of fries. Mm-hmm. And then you have a sugary drink. Right. I mean, you know, I, here's my diabetic kit. I'd have to give myself 50 units of insulin to regulate my blood sugar. Wow. So we have a huge problem in this country, and it's up to us yeah. to make sure that we have a strong immune system and that our pancreas, we're eating foods that don't allow our pancreas to over-secrete insulin, yeah. which gains too much weight, and we know weight stops trains. You know, and we talked about this, Wayne, a little bit off air, but I just want to bring it onto the show. We, you know, we were talking about the idea of people chasing money. Make more money, make more money, yes. make more money, make more money, and and their health and their life and their relationships just kind of fall by the wayside. That's a serious problem. And I think, I think really paying attention along the way as you live life to what you're eating, what you're doing matters. All right, so I want to talk about this real quick because I actually tried this earlier. And it, I'll be honest with you, it, is, it, it really is good. And this is not, this is not a paid uh, situation. I wanted to bring <laughs> Wade on and, and really talk about this. Exactly. This is, this is a Biltong brand, and it's, it's like jerky. Now, I've always... I love jerky, right? Right. I'm I'm, I'm used to that. I just the the texture, not just the texture, but the the flavor of it. I should say. Yes. But this is very different. It's easy to chew. Um, it's not. It's not the. You know, it doesn't have all the sugar. What's the difference? I mean, people when they look at a product. So th- right now we're talking about biltong, but it could be anything. When people are evaluating, like, should I get this or should I get this? What's the difference between something like this and, and a okay, product let, that let way? Let me give you this comparison. If I go out and have a steak and I have a ribeye steak, mm-hmm. the main reason the ribeye steak tastes so good is because mm. it's got an element of fat to it. 
Right. Now, that doesn't mean I eat the, the piece of fat on the side, but right. it's the fat that gives it the flavor. Right. Would I put sugar on top of a ribeye steak? <laughs> Probably So not. why would you want to add, you know, to an air-dried temperature-controlled beef that's made similarly, because mm. it's, it's not dehydrated. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to add sugar to beef? Mm. It's the herbs and the spices mm -hmm. that are giving you that flavor. Mm -hmm. So we make it in, you know, in a very cool room in the mm -hmm. low 60s. Mm -hmm. it's, we have fans, mm -hmm. and there's six or seven ingredients that go into it, and they're all natural, mm. you know? I mean, mm -hmm. it was vinegar, it was sea salt. You know, it was coriander, crushed coriander, mm -hmm. and a few other ingredients. So it's all natural. There's zero sugar. I don't know not if you knew this little. or not. Wayne's a chef on the side. You hear him talking about <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I became a pretty good chef. There you COVID. go, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, we had to cook at home. And I was cooking for my sons, and they can eat, let me tell you. Yeah. But it's, so, it, it's such a great product because you don't have, most Americans mm -hmm. don't understand what's actually in jerky. Uh -huh. You know, ours has an element of fat to it. They, uh -huh. they cut off as much fat as they can, uh -huh. and they dry it. They air dry it in a cool room for about a week, and then they thinly slice it. And then when, once it's cut, it goes along a little conveyor belt, and little tiny bits of biltong fall into another catchment area. Mm -hmm. We call those biltong bits. And they use that to thicken soup mm. and to put on salad like bacon bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's much tastier. Huh. It's, just a, it's just something that Americans need to be introduced to because mm -hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't say this is like a really healthy snack, mm -hmm. but it's a far better alternative than eating carbs or eating jerky. Mm -hmm. That is for sure. So let's talk about this. You were talking, you know, kind of off air a little bit about some of the benefits with your diabetes yes. that you've seen as far as regulation and different things like that. What are your thoughts there as far as how people eat and the value of that and, and kind of regulating things naturally a little bit? Not that you still right. don't have you know, medical intervention from time to time, but you want to try and limit that, right? Correct. And we're not, we're not giving out medical advice here, by the way. You know, obviously consult your physician and things like that, but we're just talking about life practical tips that we've learned along the way. And you've been a diabetic for 30 years, which, as you mentioned, is affecting 50 million people, at least just in America, right? Correct. So what, is it, what does that look like from your perspective of, of trying to really be healthy? Well, this is one of the reasons why we got involved with this product. And this is the, the start of mm -hmm. our, this is our first, um, go around for a brand. Mm -hmm. It's player brand Biltong. Mm -hmm. We're also going to be doing a player brand beverage, similar mm -hmm. to that, like an Arnold Palmer, mm -hmm. but it's going to be a healthier version. Mm -hmm. We do a South African rooibos tea, which is in all the grocery stores, mm. and it's a very, it's organic, very robust tea, mm -hmm. and we're going to use that tea, organic lemon oil, and make a, an Arnold Palmer, but a player drink yeah. that tastes as good, yeah. sweetened with monk fruit, etc. So we're focused more on what, what's, what's in our food. Yeah. And you know, as a diabetic... I am my pancreas. I don't secrete mm. any insulin. Mm -hmm. So if I go out to a you know Five Guys or a mm -hmm. McDonald's and I have a burger with a white bun, thank goodness Five Guys now actually make a lettuce burger. Mm. So I actually, when I order Five Guys, I get a lettuce wrap burger. Mm -hmm. I put tomato on it, onion. You know, I put a little cheese on. How about Six Guys? <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good. You know, I don't miss having the bun. Right. You know, it's just a little bit of an effort of learning because yeah. I think when you've had diabetes as long as I have, yeah. you learn a lot about how the body functions, especially the pancreas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you eat foods that make the pancreas secrete tons of insulin, like mm. white flowers, white sh like sugars and all that kind of stuff, you, all you're going to do is gain too much weight. And America's a land of obesity, if I may say. It really it, is. It, it's, it, it, it's unfortunate, but it is. And it's, it it's, is. a lot of it's come from marketing and laziness Correct. and laziness. And then also there's laziness. Right. And right. You're, you're in the financial <laughs> world. You're trying to help people save their money so they can spend it and preserve their yeah. wealth and enjoy it at a later date when they yeah. don't have to go to work. 
you know, but a lot of people are not going to get to that land, yeah. that promised land. They, yeah. they, they're going to die of a heart attack or that's a diabetes, you know, symptoms or something like that. So you got to pay attention along the way. You really do. One of the things your dad said, which I love, is the idea of um, nothing will ever replace quality. So let me ask you this, as you are entering into this new business, and I want to share this maybe as an encouragement for someone that's watching this out there, that has an idea, they have a dream, they want to go do something, and they're in a place where they say, man, I I really feel like I'm called to do X, Y, or Z, but, geez, I'm just not sure. What if it doesn't work out? You know, what if people don't like it? What if... What would your encouragement be to someone like that? They got a business idea or a dream they want to go after, but they're just scared. Well, I, firstly, I don't think you need that many products. Mm. I think if you have one or two products that really are good. Less is more. Yes, that you, re- that you really believe, and you can do a little you know, synopsis with a lot of people, mm-hmm. a little test, pilot mm-hmm. run mm-hmm. with the products, if it's a f- if in the food business. Yep. Um, but it's something you have to be passionate about. Yeah. So if you, don't, if you cannot be passionate about yeah. it, I mean, for me to go out and have, you know, make, make an appointment with a food and beverage manager or a golf pro and show them our product, all they had to do was taste it. Yeah. And it was, it was like such a blessing. In fact, during COVID, I'd get on my bike, mm-hmm. I'd have a rucksack, I'd have a backpack <laughs> on my back. They called me the, uh, the peddling peddler. <laughs> and I would just go and to, you loved it. I would go to sea stores, I'd go to hotels. Yeah. So it was, such, it was so rewarding. Mm. You know, and I, I get emotional when I think about this because mm. I was blessed. Mm-hmm. The Lord blessed me mm-hmm. with this product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something that we're going to just keep working on. And it's, it, I would say to people, find something. Yeah. Find something that you can be really passionate about, whatever that product is, because we're all selling something. Yeah. You're passionate about your business, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And if you're not passionate about your business, you're not going to do very well. Yeah. Well, you know, Zig Ziglar's mom said one time, she said, if you're in something, get in it. Yes. And if you're not in it, get out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm trying to convince my youngest son, Nicholas. You yeah. Know, I, he's got a, a beautiful truck, and he's saying, Dad, you need to find me a job. I said, well, what's wrong with selling Biltong? Yeah, you just every store you go to, just open the bag. Yeah, I was I was pumping gas yesterday at a little, little store over here on A One A. Yep, and I had a sample bag. Went in there, two girls behind the the, the counter, and I asked them if they and they ordered a case. Yeah. this case, I'm delivering it when I leave, when I leave here today. I love that, <laughs> and you, and you know what I love, and that's something that I think right. unfortunately, guys, is often missed in our culture today. It's it's two words: work ethic. You know, when I grew up, when I grew up, Wayne, I grew up in, in Pennsylvania, a smaller town. My right. dad had a heating and air conditioning company. He yeah. had real estate, you know, and I worked hard. I physically worked hard. I remember there was a house, one of his rentals. I called it the Red House because it was my responsibility every couple of years to go yes. out there and, sh- 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 and paint that house, sure. you know, and do all kinds of hard work along the way. And there's value in that. And what you're talking about is going to work. Correct. That's important. And the benefit of that, if you see it in his face, he's excited about what's going on. <laughs> the benefit of that for you as you're watching this is when you find that passion and you go after it, it will literally help infuse a greater purpose in your life. You'll find joy and fulfillment in what you're doing. You'll be in a place where you're saying, wow, I can I can take you know the player brand, something that your dad has kind of initially created through his right. work and exactly. his effort and his you know just kind of time on the course, right, and right. off the course— a lot of people don't know this, but there's a lot of practice off the golf course to make spectacular things happen on the golf course, right? Exactly. And so your dad, Gary, did a great job in a lot of ways in that space. And now you're saying, let me think about this. I want to add value to those around. I want to provide a product that's really good, yes. but I want to also expound and grow the brand that God has called us to grow. Let me just tell you something. I'm not a financial advisor. Hmm. 
But for those folks out there, if I had to come and work here, I would love, it wouldn't be work mm. because there's a great attitude here. Mm-hmm. You embrace the day. Yeah. You know, and that, that's what you want. For me, and going to get do tastings with food and beverage managers yeah. and club yeah. club managers, etc. It wasn't really work. It yeah. was it was, but it wasn't. Right. Because it's something that I love to do. Yeah. And you know, how great is that? Yeah. That you can find your love passion this and get it out there. Not that it's that easy. Because yeah. let me tell you, you sell a new product right. where people are not familiar with Biltong, yeah. it's tough. They're like Bill what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bill Gates? You know, no, right, I don't want any of that. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it's, um, we think it's gonna. It's a really large growing industry. There's yeah. gonna be more brands that are gonna come out with Biltong. But a of, we make a great product. It really is a wonderful product. And it, it's, it's, I can't wait for like 5.30, you yeah. know, to watch a little TV and have a beverage with the Biltong, you know. So I love that. the two Bs. So listen, here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, take a minute. Check the links out on the show here. We're going to tag uh, on Instagram and things like that as well, so that way you know where to go. But you got a shirt you want to hold yeah, up real I quick. I the shirt for Michael. It's a little bit big. It's Michael's. I've been, I've been working out, so, so I've see, lost some weight. It's all about player brand. Be a player. Be a player, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Mike. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, listen, guys. It was a pleasure having having you first off, Wayne, on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely. Yeah, lot, lot, great. lot of fun. And remember some of the key tips there. Obviously, they're rolling out a product. Really excited about it. I've tasted it. It's wonderful. But it's even more than just that. It's the idea of challenging you to find your purpose along the way. And maybe going out and buying one of these, you know, and you say, wow, look at this. It was created last year. Here it is. It tastes really good. I love it. Maybe that inspires you to say, wow, it's not going to take 10 or 15 or 20 years to create something. You just have to get around the campfire. Quiet is what I mean by that, right? Step back from the noise, turn off the phone, think about, okay, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, meaning there is a specific purpose for your life. And if you got so much noise in your life, you will not find clarity. Clarity is not found in noise. It's found in silence. So you need to shut off the noise Step back. You don't need to hang out with your friends five days a week. You need to think about what God's calling you to do. And then get excited about that vision. Get your notes. Write it down. Step by step. What are your goals? Who do you need to connect with to help you accomplish this? What do you need to do to grow this? What are some of the work ethics and things you need to put in? And then get disciplined in your process. I believe we're coming out of the gate from this pandemic, and many of you have gifts and abilities that are being birthed inside of you that will not come out unless you act. You must act. Fear is nothing more than false evidence appearing real. So shut the noise off. Shut the TV off and go live your life. Hey, listen, I hope that encouraged you. I know there's three or four or five or six or 10 or 50, I don't know, people on your cell phone that you've been texting with that need to hear this encouragement. They're going to be excited about it. Maybe they have something. Maybe they they, they got diabetes and they'd be encouraged by Wayne's story. I don't know. Share this with them, right? Whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening via podcast, share it with them. Help us get the word out so we can encourage more people in this country. And as you know, each and every show, my desire and goal is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next show.